episode 165 of Australia's number one marketing show. In this episode, I show you how to name a business, plus I have a chat to Australia's leading vasectomy specialist, aka Dr. Snip. Let's chop to it. Welcome to the Small Business Big Marketing Show, where successful small business owners share their secrets to take your marketing to the next level. Now, here's your host, Tim Reid. G'day, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Australia's number one marketing show. I'm your host, your humble little host, Timbo Reid, but you, so much more importantly, are a motivated small business owner ready to crank out some very, very smart marketing, and that is how we roll around here. And we are brought to you by the very good folk at NetRegistry who have just launched three new, very crunchy packages for you, exclusive for you the small business big marketing listener. They've got the DIY search engine optimization package, which will help you get your search engine optimization set up. That's 99 bucks. There's a keyword research service also for 99 bucks. It's going to help you identify your keywords, and we've all got to do that. And they've also got a Google AdWords setup service for 150 bucks. So head over to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com, click on the net registry banner, and you will see the details of those services. And if you ring them, tell them Timbo sent you. And a very big welcome to everyone at the Flying Solo community. Now, big show, always a big show. It was a big show last week. Bit of funny business with old AG, Andrew Griffiths. But this week, bit of a different spin, but so much marketing gold to cover. I've got to tell you. What do we got? We've got a listener question. Uh, It's all about how to go about naming a business, which is a great question. I know many of you have the need to do that, whether it be a business or a service or a product, um, you need to name it. So we'll go through how you do that. Got some feedback from an engineer who has no influence over the marketing of his business whatsoever. What the? And a bit of a forum update. I have got today's guest as well absolute ripper interview with none other than Dr. Snip, the vasectomy doctor who has so much marketing gold to share. It'll be an absolute snipper. I know, I know it was a bad dad joke. I'm getting accused a lot lately, particularly of my three teenage children of bad dad jokes. Maybe it's just the time of life that I'm in. And as a listener of the show, just got to roll with it because, um, That's where my humour's gone. It was never great, but now it's sort of just heading towards dad jokes. So we'll live with that. Now, listener question. Uh, This listener question is from Venu, and Venu's written me a couple of times, and I've got a pile of questions from listeners, so please be patient. I will get to them all, but I thought, and Venu's question, second one came through again yesterday, so I thought we'd better get into it, given that naming uh, is a bit of a topic, a bit of a theme of this show, particularly with Dr. Snip coming up. He says, hello, Timbo. My name is Venu. I have deleted all my rap collection to save all 164 episodes of your show on my iPhone. Oh, thanks, Venu. Biggest fan of the show. I just get so much information from the show. Now I've decided to start my own brand and business. Oh, wow. I was responsible for National Surf Day in New Zealand. Now I'm going to be responsible for Venu's business. Okay. I have been working in apparel and textiles for over 10 years. 
I have few ideas, but I've I have a few ideas, but I've decided to go small. To start, I'm going to do home textile business where we sell kitchen towels, aprons, mitts, bed sheets, etc. And later on, I'm going to go big and add more products. Yeah, well, that's a good idea. Better to start small and grow big than start big and grow small. Well, you could argue both ways, actually. My wife and I have been sitting on brand business names for a couple of weeks, but couldn't decide on one. I thought I'd write for, to you for help. Um, I remember you mentioned in a previous episode how you like naming things. So can you give me a hand? So far, these names we've come up with. Superloom, Smartloom, Warpweft. That's a that's a funny one. Warpweft. I don't get that. But, uh, and he, then he goes on to say, uh, I know the forum's an option, but I'm not ready yet. I will join once my business is launched. Well, the forum is an option because inside the forum, there is um, actually a thread happening at the moment about um, posting your question about naming a product, a business, or a service, or a promotion. And uh, that's getting some really interesting traction. However, what I want to do, Vanu, is instead of offering you up some names because I just don't have enough of the brief, is I'm going to give you nine things that you you need to do to get the brief right to help you get the name that you're going to love. So number one, get clear on what you do. That's pretty obvious, but just get really, really clear on what the business does in your mind and don't veer from that. Number two, identify your best mates. You've heard me talk before about your best mates. Who's that person that you should have front and center every time you create some marketing material about your business? And in doing so, having them, you know, what problems do they have that you can solve? How do they feel about the industry? In which you operate, all those questions, it's going to help you create a name that will resonate with them. Get clear on the personality of the brand that you're trying to create. This is all this brand character stuff that I've spoken about in previous previous episodes, and there's entire video tutorials that live inside the Small Business Big Marketing Forum that takes you through this process. Um, look at the competitive set is number four. So have a look at what names are out there in the industry in which you intend to launch into. That doesn't mean you should have a similar name. It might be that you go, okay, well, all those names are like that. I'm going to challenge it and be completely different. Um, capture, then once you've got the brief, what I suggest you do is capture related words, okay? So for example, I'm going through a naming process at the moment for a financial planning group. And what I've done to start with is just write, I've got the brief from them, and now I've written down all the words that come to mind when I think about the elements of that brief. So words, and I'm looking at them now, words like Grow, solid, bedrock, freedom, king, uh, free, head of the pack, uh, blooming, summit, eureka, elevate. Um, I've just captured just all the words that come to mind. These aren't names. These are just words from which I may well develop names. And I think that's a really useful thing to do. A whiteboard is a fantastic thing for this as well. Uh, so once you've captured creative words, um, be open to sparks. Off the back of words that are related to the industry, well, the names will start to come, okay? So start to capture the names and just write them all down. Don't be judgmental. Just get all the names down. Um, and then let the names flow, you know. And I start, you know, once they start to flow, you categorize them. So there might be um, made-up words. Um, for me, with the financial planning group that I'm helping name at the moment, I have made up words, um, which mean nothing, but they sound kind of cool and interesting. Um, I have words related to status. I have names related to uh, growth. I have names related to size. So I start to categorize them that way. Uh, the other thing you could do, Vanu, is head out on social media, mate, and ask people on your Facebook, your LinkedIn, your Twitter. Social media is great for that kind of research. Um, and then the last point, number nine, 
obviously, once you've got that list of names, um, use your gut feeling, your instinct, and go, yeah, that's the one. I love that name because you want to love your business name. And, um, you know, if you're going to share the ideas with other people, make sure that they see your brief and don't just respond uh, subjectively. You want them to respond objectively. So having seen the brief and be sure the domain name is available in your country. I think that's really important um, that your business name uh, is reflected exactly, is mirrored in your domain name. I just think it makes for easier, simpler communication. So Vanu, mate, I hope that's useful. Um, if you do want to help uh, help generating some names, do head into the forum. Uh, for 49 bucks a month, uh, you're going to get yourself a business name and a whole lot of other things as well. Listeners, if you've got a question, head over to, well, just send me a question, questions at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com or head over to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. You can send me a voicemail as well. Oh, I make myself laugh. Just before I hit record, I've decided on what the intro music will be to Dr. Snip uh, very shortly. So uh, as I uh, as I share upcoming guests with you and introduce Dr. Snip, have a think what the track could be. Ah, oh, at least I make myself laugh if no one else. Hey, uh, now, often at the end of a show, which sometimes I wonder how many people really hang out till the very end, I let you know uh, what guests I've got coming up. But I thought I'd do that now because I've got, I'm just going nuts with just how much marketing gold I've got to share with you motivated small business owners over the coming weeks. Now, I'm actually heading off to Italy uh, in a week's time, but I have got a plethora of gold in the can ready to go uh, to release uh, each Tuesday as per normal, as if nothing had ever changed. And while I admittedly, I'll be also looking for some marketing nuggets to share with you as well. Hopefully record a couple of episodes whilst I'm over there. But hey, listen, how about this? These are some of the guests coming up on the Small Business Big Marketing Show, thanks to Net Registry. I've got Nicole. Nicole's a female gym owner in Canada, and she's got 45 of her clients that have decided to tattoo her logo on their bodies. Yep, tattoo. How did she do that? We will find out. I have got Jonathan. Jonathan is the founder and creator of Frankston TV. Frankston's a pretty rough and tumble suburb close to where I lived, but they've started their own TV show and they are changing perceptions overnight. I've got Mike. Mike is the world's leading drum teacher who is nailing his business offline and online. I just did the interview with Mike this morning, and oh, OMG, OMG, uh, he shares just some magnificent stuff. It was a beautiful interview. It's the only way I can describe it. Um, Real connection with Mike, and can't wait to share that one with you over the coming weeks. And then I've got Tony, and Tony took Harvey Norman Computers from a $12 million minnow to a $580, $580, yeah, he did really well. He uh, completely sent them broke. No, to a $580 million empire. And he did that all off the back of some very smart marketing that we can apply in our businesses. So just some of the um, just some of the guests coming up on the show. Now, today's guest, let's get stuck in to Dr. Snip. I've got to thank Justin 
Getty, who is a forum member from prophecyinvesting.com. Justin very, very kindly sent me an email through the forum and said, um, Timbo, here's a couple of guest suggestions. And one was Dr. Snip. Uh, Justin says, the first one, he sends me this email detailing two opportunities for guests. One is, um, he says, uh, geez, I'm stumbling over my words. I could completely edit that out, but I won't. The first business is one that offers vasectomies. Yep, that's right, the old chop, says Justin. It's called Dr. Snip. Great name to start with, which I absolutely agree with, and we talk about that in this interview. Uh, and they offer a scalpel-free procedure using only local anaesthetic. So his offering is unique. You can drive home afterwards just like the dentist. It's interesting from a marketing perspective because their product is not something that people readily buy uh, or talk about, speak about openly. So it is a tough marketing challenge. Justin goes on to be the funny guy that he is and suggest that I go and have a vasectomy and do the interview at the same time. Uh, no. No thanks. Just do the interview today. See how that goes. And if I'm kind of liking Dr. Snip, yeah, look, we'll ease into a little bit of a vasectomy at some point in time. Anyway, enough of that. Let's get into Dr. Snip. His his nick his nickname, his real name is Nick, Dr. Nick Demiduke. And he is based in Melbourne, Australia. He also has office an office up, a clinic up on the Sunshine Coast. He's got some marketing gold to share. I wonder what that track I have lined up is. Dr. Nick Demiduke, a.k.a. Dr. Snip, welcome to Small Business Big Marketing. Thanks. Now, uh, first of all, a, a little bit late, uh, about a month or so late, but happy World Vasectomy Day for October 18. Oh, thanks so much. A great day for you and the rest of the uh, vasectomy doctors around the world? Uh, look, it was very exciting for everyone. We um, did a whole lot of vasectomies live um, and streamed them on the internet and it got a lot a lot of publicity for vasectomy, yep. Uh, so was that just in – I understand there was a vasectomy-a-thon in Adelaide. Uh, was that where all the live vasectomies were being streamed? No, we, we had sites all around the world, but the, the significance of Adelaide was that um, – uh, there was a film done of Dr. Doug Stein from Florida. Um, I believe it was uh, half uh, funded by Dick Smith mm-hmm. um, just to increase the knowledge of vasectomy. And it was like the, the launch of the film, um, which was subsequently aired on SBS. I saw that. Is that the fellow? He, he's quite manic, isn't he? He's racing around to third world countries uh, just working incredibly long hours doing as many vasectomies as he can. Is that him? That's him. And, in fact, I'm joining him in the Philippines uh, in January with my wife. So Goodness me. There you go. He's on a mission, that fellow. Yeah. But the, the interesting thing was he was, uh, uh, you know, they organised the launch of the film and uh, and uh, he needed somebody to sponsor him for the purpose of the medical board to be able to operate on our um, patients in Australia. So... They had a bit of trouble getting a urologist in Adelaide to look after him, so they contacted me, and I was happy to oblige, and he actually came up to my surgery in Queensland and worked on my patients for a a day there, and then um, we had the World Vasectomy Day about a week later in Adelaide. Is that good for business? So you're sponsoring this fellow? 
Oh, it's been good from the point of view. I've got a fair bit of um, publicity in Adelaide. Some a patient came in here just yesterday and said, oh, doctor, I don't see this patient anymore because I don't do general practice anymore. But he said, oh, Dr. Nick, you wouldn't have seen this. But this was in the Adelaide papers. And he pulled out this sort of half-page colour article, um, which had a picture of me and Dr. Doug Stein. and uh, had a big, big article about it. So uh, people have heard about it, certainly. And a lot of people have heard about um, that that fellow and now when they've searched the internet, they find my picture popping up in odd places. So it's been very, very effective. <laughs> Tell me uh, that whole vas- world vasectomy day. I have, um, I've had a lady on previously, uh, Flip Shelton, who started World Porridge Day, Nas- in fact, National Porridge Day. Uh, I found out only recently that this show is responsible for National Surf Day in New Zealand. Um, who came up with National vas- World Vasectomy Day? To be honest, um, I'm not 100% sure. I thought you were going to say you. <laughs> no, no, no. I think it was Jonathan um, Stark, the the uh, actual um, director of the uh, vasectomy film. Uh-huh. I think that was his his baby, and um, he's a pretty cluey guy, and he he uh, put all this stuff together. Uh, uh, yeah, it was good. Now, listen, let, let's talk marketing. I, I think it's fascinating. I, I, I love what you've done with the whole Dr. Snip thing. Um, you clearly, I mean, you, you have a product that prospects just don't talk about openly. Your customers don't talk about openly. probably puts a fear of God into many. And I kind of want to explore how you overcome that in the lead up, in, in generating inquiry and then converting that inquiry uh, in, into business, in, into a, a vasectomy. So um, let's kind of head down that path and uh the the name dr snip i mean let's just start there how did that come about well i'll give you the full story but it's it's not too long um first of all i've been married for about 35 years wifey's from queensland and um we've always gone to the sunshine close for holidays with the kids but they've all grown up and we bought a unit there a while a while back and we just the kids all grew up and suddenly stopped, everyone stopped going up there. So we had this unit, which we never rented. We just left it there and it did nothing. Wife said, listen, we need a job. You need a job up here. Uh, if you don't get a job up in Queensland, I'm going to leave you. So <laughs> I didn't have much, didn't have much choice. And at that stage, vasectomy was just part of my general practice business. It was just like I delivered babies for 21 years. I've done a bit of everything, but that was just a, sort of like a sideline almost, you know, mm-hmm. and um, what happened then was we, my wife um, found a, a room next to a medical center and we thought, well, how are we going to get noticed? So marketing really came up. Mm-hmm. Now, doctors are very conservative creatures. We don't generally, marketing's not really in our um, DNA. Um, but when you set up a business cold in a place like Queensland, you've got to figure out, you know, how you can get, a, you know, somebody to come to you. Well, one of my daughters just happens to um, have done a lot of intellectual property law. And she said, Dad, everyone calls you, you know, Dr. Snip or say they're going to have the snip. You need to trademark that. Love it. And so simple as that, daughter says, we'll trademark it. She does that. And I think, well, we need a logo. So I I knocked off a, uh, a picture of a sperm with sunglasses from the internet and I put a no parking sign around it. <laughs> and then my daughter says, you need to trademark that too, Dad. <laughs> so so we trademarked the logo at the same time. The other daughter um, uh, who's married to an electrician? Yep, she's got a one three hundred Blunts number, which is the name of her husband's, um, you know, electrical firm. She says, "Dad, you need a one three hundred number." So she gets me the one three hundred Doctor Snip number, and really from that, you know, we sort of took off. We tried advertising the usual things in the newspaper, 
um, didn't get much result. We wrote to every GP on the Sunshine Coast, and that brought in a fair bit of business. That was pretty good. Um, and then we moved on and thought, oh, well, let's try radio. And that's when we really started having a lot of fun. And That would have gone nuts. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. it did go nuts, and it was very good. <laughs> Well, well, tell me. Let, let's just let, let's not. Uh, you tried radio. I, I can imagine with the right execution, that actually being very powerful. Was it, did that at the time? Was that the most powerful marketing that you did? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Look, that 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 really got my name known on the Sunshine Coast. So now on the Sunshine Coast, mm-hmm. it's funny because very early on, some bloke was talking to me about marketing, and I thought he was a. Oh, I better not say he was a bit of a wanker, mm, but you know, wanker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> He said, "Doctor, what you need to do is get noticed. Like, you know, you got your name's going to be like Coca Cola, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, the the weird thing is, up on the Sunshine Coast, you know, the whole Doctor Snip thing has taken off, and um, it is a bit like you ask people now, you know, where did you hear about it? And they say, oh, everybody just knows you go to Doctor Snip, and it's like a yeah. a second nature thing. So it really has been." pretty good in that marketplace well you know you you had you clearly there was some thought put into it i mean as much as your daughter's just gone oh you should call you dr snip i mean you it and it's great you know hindsight's a wonderful thing but it's quite a smart marketing play oh look look it's been good look we did worry i mean like you you say we put a lot of thought into it we now i don't know how much thought we did put into it but we were very worried at the beginning because of our nature is that is that going to put people off? Mm. And in fact, in the early days, people said, oh, look, you know, I didn't know if you were dodgy or not. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I mean, because Dr. Snip, you can you can look at it two ways. You know, like it could be like Dr. – my name happens to be Nick too. So, like, hello, everybody. I'm Dr. Nick, you know. Yeah, yeah. They, they yeah. worry about, you know, <laughs> you know, if they call themselves Dr. Slip, they might be some sort of, you know, fly-by-night, scummy sort of low-quality um, clinic, you know, rather than a person that really knows what they're doing. And so that's uh, you know, that's there's still that feeling out there, and that might affect you know a small percentage of the population. But fortunately, it's it's a small percentage. They're a bit wackier. I mean, this is a global audience, but we need to explain. But up in Queensland, it's a little bit more relaxed, and they're a bit wackier up there. Um, I would imagine in Melbourne, a lot more conservative because you've also got a practice in Melbourne. A um, yep. lot more conservative. Was it was there a greater kind of um, resistance to the name down here? Oh, look, I don't think there's a shadow of a doubt. The interesting thing about the Sunshine Coast, it's got a demographic of a small, of a regional town like in, if you're in Victoria, it'd be like Geelong. Mm. It's not a a, 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 a a big capital city and the the predominant sort of people up there are, are, are basically um, a lot of tradies up there and, yep. you know, a lot of fly-and-fly miners. So... Whereas down in Melbourne, every second person comes in and says, look, I'm an IT professional or I'm some other, you know, a service industry, Mm. but based in a capital city rather than, you know, a service industry from the country. I think, too, the other thing is that you are – I just think it was an interesting play because you're bound by all these rules, code of conduct, being in the medical profession. You know, it's very rare to see a medical practice – I think dentists are doing it more, places like, you know, the Smile Place – to actually take on a brand name. I think, And I just think it's really smart because actually the bar is really low – to stand out. Yeah, that's true. Well, look, well, one of the things the medical board, um, you know, the, the, the regulation authority does, it prohibits comparative advertising. So mm-hmm. I can't get out there and say, look, I'm better than anybody else. I mean, I can say what I do, 
and it just so happens that my technique is better than most people. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but that's by the by. Yeah. But you can't actually get out there and say that you're, you know, you're you're better than anybody else because, you know, under our rules, everyone's supposed to be competent at what they do. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Your technique has another point of difference, and I always find it really point of difference. You know, crowded marketplace. It doesn't matter whether you're talking to, you know, a bloke like yourself, or you know, a plumber, or a masseur. Every industry is crowded, so the ability to stand out is what it's all about. Well, point of difference. I mean, like we we, we advertise that we do no scalpel vasectomy. Exactly, you, you're offering in itself. Um, has that not now been matched? I remember watching a video where you said, uh, "I think the technique was developed. The no scalpel technique was developed in 1975. You brought it to Australia at when?" Oh, gee, I'm not as good at dates, but I started doing it probably about 85 or something, you know. Okay, so but surely there's plenty of people doing it now. Well, the fascinating thing, well, look, if you go to England, everybody advertises they're a member of the British No Scalpel Vasectomy Association. We don't don't even have such an association in Australia. You better start one. Yeah. The thing is that most specialists have been taught a particular way and they still do it the old-fashioned way where they put a cut on both sides and do stitches. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's associated with um, higher, higher side effect rates, you know, f- yeah. bleeding, um, bruising, hematomas. Associated with pain. Well, and pain, yeah. So yeah. all those things aren't that good. So that's one point of difference. I, I, I've expanded that now to say uh, no scalpel open-ended vasectomy. So we leave the bottom end open so there's no back pressure. So traditionally they tie off both ends. Uh, and that technique was invented by a Queenslander, um, a guy called Trevor Sauer, and he was a very smart bloke. He, I think he won Sale of the Century or something um, right. in his day. And the th- third thing we're just introducing now is no needle um, vasectomy. So we can actually use a sort of spray applicator to get get the anaesthetic in and then do the no scalpel and the open-ended vasectomy. So we've sort of expanded on the um, you know points of difference. Mm. Okay, that leads me into that whole thing about um, you have a, a customer base, a prospect base, full of fear, don't want to talk about all this stuff, um, but what you're doing by actually highlighting all these things, I guess, in your messaging, on your website, in any communication you put out there, is that you are you are addressing fear head on, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, we do actually write down, better than going to the dentist. Nice. Nice. Apologies to dentists out there. Yeah, but- yeah. Hello, hello to all you dentists <laughs> out there. <laughs> well, you could actually. Gee, there's a joint venture. Hey, you could get you, you could get your teeth your, your teeth cleaned and get a snip at the same time. Yeah, look, and in fact, you know that no needle stuff that I was talking about. Dentists in the states use that a lot. Right. But that's clever. I mean, I talk a lot to my listeners about get your message right first before you worry about where to put it. And you really have put some thought into your message because I'm guessing that your great challenge is to get the inquiry, uh, which you've kind of – so you, before we talk about conversion, what happens when that inquiry happens, um, what are you doing now? Are you still doing radio? Yeah, we're still doing radio. We've we've learned a lot from doing radio. And, in fact, I don't know, that's probably a thing that might be interest of interest. Mm. We thought, well, what do you do when you're advertising? Okay, our demographic, we, we operate on males who need a vasectomy. So we'll offer, first we started um, advertising in, in Melbourne. It's a big marketplace, so we've got all the national radio stations. We thought, well, pick on um, the sports radio station, SEN in Melbourne. Yep. And um, we thought that's where you go. That's where the customers are. All blokes, you know, between, say, 25 and, you know, 50. Perfect, perfect marketplace. Well, the feedback from that was we advertised and we advertised and nothing happened. 
Um, and, and that was probably five years ago. So blokes listen to that ad, hear the ad, and think that's a really good idea. And then they just sit on it. In fact, I had a guy who came in today for a vasectomy. He said, I said, where'd you get here? He said, oh, the radio. I said, I said what station are you here? Oh, he said, SEN. So we haven't advertised there for five years. Wow. So we changed our ploy and we picked on a, a station that advertised, that um, markets itself to females of the same age group, you know, the 25 to, you know, uh, say 45. Yeah, yeah. Darling, can you go and get the snip? Well, it's it's been better than that. In fact, we now do a two-week on, two-week off cycle. And my staff complain on the two-week on cycle because it drives them insane because they get all these calls. Wow. So is it the female calling or the bloke calling? Well, it's 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 quite often the female calling, but it's either that or they get their bloke to call. You know, they stand over them, you know, with the, you know, proverbial <laughs> yeah. rolling yeah. pin and, yeah. and uh, smack them around the ears if they don't ring. Well, that's another thing I notice in your messaging on your website. You invite the partner in to be part of that pre-vasectomy consultation. You you even make reference to the fact that, that it's free. Another fear, you know, another blockage to doing business. That's only because I want to talk to girls rather than I'm sick of talking to blokes all my life. So. Wow, <laughs> mate. Uh, a question for later in the episode, but the fact that you're handling blokes' private parts all day, every day, I mean, can't get my head around that. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a world of good, no doubt. So that's really interesting. So now you've figured out the radio formula, which is advertised on the female radio stations. What's the call to action, Nick? Because that, I imagine, is really important. The call to action? Oh, look at- In the radio. In the radio. Well, look, I haven't listened to my ads for a while because we've, we've, we've got about four different ones we rotate around. But the main message is, you know, one is um, related to, um, you know, fear, I suppose, of having more kids, mm. you know, about- um, uh, sperm uh, tadpoles causing, you know, more damage. And Do you actually have, like there's a bloke in Melbourne, Ian Reid, who's a, um, what is he, he's, a, he's like a real, real estate. estate. Yeah, yeah. And he has, he, his call to action in his radio, which he's prolific in, is um, ring up an Audi and ask for your book, Real Estate Traps Exposed. Yeah. And it's a really clever kind of sequence because what he's doing, instead of saying, like, come and buy from me, he's saying, look, grab my book before you buy a house or sell your house and I'll explain how I can add value to that. And then obviously within that book, there's a very clever sales funnel. Um, and I've seen dentists do the same. Do you? What is your call to action? Simply give us a buzz, and you know we're underway. Well, uh, unfortunately, our call to action has been banned from um, by the main radio station in Melbourne, but all the other radio stations put it on, and it ends up with all you need is a little prick. <laughs> boom boom. <laughs> Uh, you have got a sense of humour. In fact, you have got such a sense of humour that I was watching you on a YouTube video uh, recently uh, under, performing a vasectomy. And quote, unquote, uh, in fact, the, your patient said, so what are you doing now, Doc? And quote, unquote, you said, we're grabbing your nuts in a pair of pliers and we're pulling your guts out as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you've got to have a sense of humour, don't you? Oh, look, you've got to say something to these blokes because they're pretty worried about their crown jewels, you know. <laughs> yes. Sometimes yeah, yeah, what yeah. I say doesn't help that much, but <laughs> them's a <the> break. <laughs> okay, so you, you, you're generating a lot of inquiry. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean you've got a sale at that point. So you have – what's your setup? You've uh, you've got a, a practice and there's people – are there people there dedicated to taking a sales call or is it just whoever answers the phone? Look, unfortunately, I haven't got a dedicated um, person. It's just whoever answers the phone. But I've got a team of – I practice in Melbourne from a 12-doctor uh, sort of surgery where mm-hmm. – 
we've got a fantastic team of receptionists who are all been worded up on vasectomies, mm-hmm. and whoever's you know you just they answer the call, but the call when it comes through that one three hundred number, it comes up on the um, the phone that that's what it's about, so they can answer the phone appropriately as, as Doctor Snip. Um, Do they have a script? Uh, no, they don't actually have a, a, a script. They play mm-hmm. it by ear every time. But um, people ask such a range of different questions that, um, you know, it could be anything that they're asking. But the the staff are all fantastic at handling those calls, answering the questions. If there's something they can't answer, they'll get the nurse to help out. Um, but they know that it's a priority to to answer the vasectomy calls and give patients whatever information they want. So they'll direct them to the website or say we'll send out the information pack or whatever it takes, you know. Gotcha. So so the, really the strategy there is to, because these blokes are, the, the questions they're asking uh, are really important to them. So the strategy for your people at the other end of the phone is to give them the time they need to get clear on on, on their decision. Yeah, and look, the other thing is, I mean, the staff know to look. I mean, it sounds condescending to the staff, but but some places, you know, people tell me that they ring up. You know, people treat them like they're, they're you know, the, the 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 customers doing them a favour. Uh, sorry, they're doing the, the customer a favour. Mm-hmm. When we take the view that we're a service industry, and you know, we're there to help and and um, assist the patient mm-hmm. um, as much as we possibly can. We're not. You know, so our staff are very friendly and engaging and nothing's too hard for them to answer. Mm. Yeah, well, I think that's important. I think, you know, it all comes down to understanding your prospect and and knowing what's on their mind. And even the amount of questions, I notice on your website you've got a quite an extensive frequently asked questions section and those are, you know, as you say, there would be no shortage of questions that the blokes are asking because at the end of the day we're wimps, aren't we? Yeah, sure. (laughs) Yeah. You know, let's admit it. Let's admit it. And engineers are the worst, so, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. You've, you've, you've got it down to an actually industry. Oh, in, look, look, industry-wise, the only patients that give me grief are engineers because they're – Oh, they get the plumbing. They get the whole plumbing thing and, and want to know what's going on. No, but they want to know it to the nth degree. They're very only retentive, whereas doctors and dentists and accountants, you say to them, you know, you've been only retentive, and they say, yeah, it goes with the territory. You know, we've got to be yeah. particular. But, but engineers are sort of just a bit one step beyond that where they don't know that they're different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me, I, just finishing that marketing discussion, Nick, um, you, you've got all that radio. Radio's not cheap. Do you mind if I ask, what, what do you allocate to you? What, what's your marketing budget for the year? Um, look, to be honest, um, we always wonder about how much we should spend. It's it's mm. very difficult. The beauty about the Sunshine Coast, which is a smaller marketplace, it is a lot cheaper. And there's only, I think, two or three radio stations there, and the same company owns two of them. So you cover a lot of market for a lot less money up there. Um, we've never actually sat down and said, look, this is how much we generate, mm. and this is the percentage. So let's, that, I'm, I'm not a real figures sort of person. Yeah, right. Like, I've practiced all my life without actually – people just look at me and just think, you're crazy. You know, like, you don't add anything up. You don't care. Yeah, yeah, well, I've met many of those. Not it's not just um, exclusive to the medical profession either, but uh, I call them emotional marketers. I'm one of them as well. Do you do um, uh, do you do Google AdWords? Do you do other things beyond the radio? Yeah, look, we've got Google AdWords, and that and yeah. and the internet is probably one of the bigger um, sources of inquiry. Yeah, and that's fan- that's pretty fantastic. So, mm. I, look, I'm no expert at Google AdWords. I, I've got a 
uh, a receptionist that does all my Google stuff, and it seems to work out in the wash at the end of the day. So you don't have you don't have an agency or anything. Every, all your marketing's done in house. Yeah, it's done in house. We well, we have just got a new web um, site and a new web company that they actually give you some advice every month. You can ring them up and they'll give you free advice every month. So that's been good. We did we did try getting some search engine optimization from a company, but we didn't find that they added anything to our profile at all. That's interesting. Might have been the company. I think I think I think it was probably the company more than anything else, but you know. Yeah. Would you say that you are working towards kind of owning the vasectomy space in Australia? Because I understand you you're wanting to franchise. Um, and you know, with a name like Dr. Snip, you are you sort of aiming to be the go go to guy for vasectomies in Australia? Well that is the goal, yeah, eventually. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's a great goal. And, um, you know, I'm not sure it's going to happen just off the back of radio advertising and a bit of fancy Google AdWords. Do you get out there and work the room? Are you on the speaking circuit? Um, how else do you build that profile, that personal brand? Gee, no, look, that's seriously, that's all we've done. Is, well, we, You know, one of the ads in Queensland came with a free TV spot for about 10 TV spots in the middle of the night. Um, <laughs> but that's about it. You know, like, I mean, I, I do a bit of medical politics and stuff like that. So people see me around and, you know, they know I just do vasectomies for a living, but they're they're not, that's just the same marketplace. I, I think it's just from a marketing point of view, it's so clever because I look at other businesses like the drain guy and he too does he's, he's nailed radio and you know when you own a niche when you've got the courage to own a niche and say hey all we do is drains and all you do is vasectomies it makes it really easy for people to know what you do and it makes it easy for you to promote what you do i've just remembered the other important thing that we do is it's almost like a sleeper but ever since i've done vasectomies i i have given every guy that has a vasectomy um a stubby holder with dr snip my logo on it and the phone number Love it. And it's a lovely stubby holder, if I do say so myself. But let me tell you that I've had people come from Queensland that have seen it at a barbecue in Queensland. They've come to me in Victoria and had a vasectomy. I've had done vasectomies on Queensland guys that have seen it, you know, from guys in Victoria. Yeah. You know, it's just that has been pretty amazing. Like it's not a high, um, what would you call it, a, you know, you know, like an immediate return sort of thing. But yeah, blokes all pull Not all, Some blokes say, look, they refuse the stubby holder, but that's one in 200. The rest of them love it, and they they have a beer with their mates, and that's what gives me a fair bit of um, you know sort of ongoing out there in the marketplace. So simple. I, I had um, speaking of the drain guy, I had the drain guy come around to my place about three years ago. Two and a half thousand dollars later, my drains were cleared. But he uh, he kindly sent me a, a DVD of that video of that movie, Kenny. About the plumber, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering, uh, maybe we could put our thinking caps on and figure out what DVD could you send uh, send your clients uh, post vasectomy. Look, I'll I'll send you any movie. I think I'll just charge <laughs> as much as the Drain Man, and I'll be right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, that was insane. I I felt, in fact, in in receiving that, it, it actually just left a bad taste in my mouth because two and a half grand later, I wasn't overly joyed, and uh, and in fact, I got two copies of Kenny. So whether he just thought <laughs> I was a great client, uh, I, I I think the thing with the Drain Man is he will have he could potentially have repeat purchase, whereas I'm guessing you wouldn't have a very loyal customer base. 
No, look, I don't. And look, and I don't, I don't want a big complaints department either. So no, you don't. <laughs> that, so I want to do it right every first time, every time. You know? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Hey, listen, I just want to talk franchising, Doc, because uh, I understand that you are kind of. Have you headed down that path yet, or you're thinking of it? Oh, look, I'm thinking about it. Look, I've written down a lot of stuff. I've got stuff about you know how I do my operation, what I need for it, all that sort of stuff. When I um, started up in Queensland, I mean, I took the opportunity to, to actually, you know, in detail, write down every nut and bolt that I required in this new practice. Boom, boom. Yeah. There hasn't been enough vasectomy jokes in this interview, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm tr- trying to be very mature. Good. Uh, I interviewed a, a lady from an adult uh, shop a, about three years ago, and I kept on getting the giggles. So I'm just trying to hold it together, be really sensible. I've got a few terms down here that I could have used throughout the course of the conversation, but... No. So, sorry, nuts and bolts. Yep. <laughs> you were saying about franchising. You're getting them all together and templating it. And because it's not everyone I've spoken to who has gone down the process of franchising just says it was the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. Look, I, I, look, I think there's a few sort of uh, – I think the thing that bothers me the most is, is that outlay initially was spending all the money on legals and that sort of yep. stuff. Yep. I mean, because I've heard that can be a pretty well bottomless pit, you know. Yeah, and then you've got to uh, – you're really putting your balls on the line. That's right. Thank you. Did you get it from World Vasectomy Day? Because that's the T-shirts we wore. Oh, really? What did it say? On, on the back of the T-shirt, put, put your balls on the line. Yeah. <laughs> you blokes, you, you're weird and you've got a great sense of humour and that's what I love about it. Now, the biggest question of all, uh, I have to leave till the end of the interview and um, it's a personal one. Does it hurt? No, nah, no. Nah. Right. Happy days. That's all I need to know. I'll see you in about 10 minutes. <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Doc. Really appreciate you coming on Small Business Big Marketing. No worries. It's a pleasure. Now it cuts like a knife. But it feels so right. Yeah. Oh, it cuts like a knife. Oh, it feels so right. you got to love that song and you got to love Dr. Snip. I'm just looking at the video for Brian Adams' Cuts Like a Knife too. by the way. Very 1980s, and there is a bloke straddling his bass guitar as if he was ready to uh, propose marriage to it. But enough of that. Back to Dr. Snip. Marketing gold there. I got plenty of notes, and I'm going to give him a top three learnings from my chat. Number one, clever names do sell. Now, that puts a lot of pressure on all us business owners to come up with a really clever name. It doesn't mean we have to, but I've seen it enough times that if you do get a name like Dr. Snip, and previously my marketing consultant consulting business was called The Ideas Guy, um, and I mentioned The Drain Guy, and I don't know, there's something about it when you have a name like that, that it does stick with people's mind, and it does help build a picture in people's mind about who you are and what you do. So clever name sell. Number two, don't give up on a medium too quickly. I loved how Nick uh, did that camp, a radio campaign targeting blokes Um, and he found it didn't work. So instead of giving up on radio, he went and started targeting women, and it did work. So classic example of just making a slight pivot as opposed to throwing the baby out with the bathwater, which so often happens. The amount of small business owners I might speak to that I hear, oh, do you do Google AdWords? Oh, yeah, try Google AdWords. doesn't work. 
well, maybe it was the headline. Maybe it was the picture. Maybe it was something within Google AdWords that didn't work, not the medium itself. So keep on trying. Number three, learning from Nick, have a sense of humor no matter what you do. Here is a guy who is a vasectomy doctor. That's as far, coming from a bloke. That's serious stuff, you know, when they're handling the tackle. You don't want jokes, or maybe you do, I don't know. But he's got a wonderful sense of humor. He puts a smile on your dial, and I think that's really important. I'm looking at some um, stuff on Italy at the moment, giving, given I'm about to head there, and even there's a travel guide who's taking you on tours, um, audio podcast kind of thing, tours of the Colosseum and the Parthenon and all that type of stuff, and he too has a sense of humour about it. And I think, I don't know, makes it entertaining, makes things memorable. So love to know what learnings you got from a chat with the good Dr. Snip. If there are any, head over to the show notes at episode 165 at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. Leave your comment. I'd love to hear what uh, floated your boat, maybe what didn't float your boat. Just love to hear from you. Okay, as we draw to the close of another episode of Australia's number one marketing show brought to you by the good folk at Net Registry, I've got some great feedback from engineer extraordinaire Tom Harris. And Tommy says, hi, Tim. Just a quick note to say thanks. I started listening to the podcast years ago when I was managing a small business. Thanks, Tom. I love hearing from long-time listeners, first-time emailers. Should be more of them. I didn't own it, but I was responsible for the marketing. With an engineering background, it was a steep learning curve. Yeah, I bet it was. Boy, oh boy, that's completely, uh, they're poles apart in some respects. Your podcasts provide such fantastic insights with clearly with really clear messages and ideas. Anyway, a change of ownership and a restructure put me back into an engineering management role where I have little to no influence over the marketing activities. Hey, go and tap the person who has got the influence on the shoulder, Tom, and say, hey, listen, I've got some ideas for you. I think ideas should come from anywhere. And in fact, there's so often people in businesses who are sitting on great ideas but don't know how to share them. So I would actually do that, Tom. Over the, year, over the course of this year, I have been working on securing a new business. I'm hoping to finalise everything before Santa arrives. Well, good luck with that, Tom. In 2014, I'm thoroughly looking forward to put into place all the ideas I have captured and stored as audio recordings in my Evernote account on my daily commute. Oh, Thomas, you have been listening to this show intently because that's what I encourage everyone to do. Thanks again, Tim. I really appreciate the information you make available and how well you and your guests present it. And that's from Tom Harris. Thank you, Tom, and thank you to everyone. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Thank you to everyone who listens to this show because um, I love it. As I hit record each time, I imagine you all out there in a large concert hall, like the Colosseum, where I'm about to go to. Well, that wasn't a concert hall. That was more like, you know, sort of a gladiatorial kind of setup. I don't know. I'll find out what it is and report back to you when I'm back from Italy. Uh, until then, guys, thank you for listening. May you have a fantastic week. Remember, there's great guests coming up. And may your marketing be the best marketing. You've been listening to the Small Business Big Marketing Show with Tim Reid. Want more marketing goodness? Then visit smallbusinessbigmarketing.com.